So I was driving to my parents and I just remember at the whole three hour drive, just yelling at God, I don't know, like God, all I've done in my life is serve you. Like, I don't understand like why you would do this to your servant, the one you love. Like, I just don't get it. And so um, looking back now though, it's almost as if he was sitting there next to me, just holding my hand and saying, I'm not, I'm not gonna leave you in this. everyone and welcome to Positively Joy, a podcast on searching for the light in all seasons of life around us. We look for God in the everyday and choose joy even in the hard times. I'm your host Yvette Walker and I'd love for you to become a part of our online podcast family and join our Positively Joy community on Facebook. Visit PositivelyJoy.com for previous episodes and to check out our cool merch. And listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you go for podcasts. We drop episodes Monday and Thursday. Today is a really special episode on the Positively Joy podcast. I talked to podcaster and community builder Melissa Moore, who has a special story to tell about grief. And as we discussed her story, I realized that we shared actually something special in our backgrounds and how we learned from those episodes um, that really make us better people today. But really, this is not about me. It's about Melissa. Um, She is a wonderful woman. She's a miracle mom with miracle boys. And I'm so happy that she gets to tell her story today. Here's Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm really glad you're here. I think that you are going to uh, share something that's really going to touch people today. Um, So I really appreciate that. And I want to introduce you to our audience and then help them get to know you a little bit better. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. All right. So, Melissa, I know that you're a Christian writer and a speaker and host of the Faith, Hope and Love podcast. Um, which is great. And um, I love it that you grow together in faith and increase hope. I think that's so important because on this show, we talk about choosing joy all the time. And while that's really, really difficult in hard times, we know that where God is, there is love. And I would also say joy. So I love it that you're talking about growing in faith and and hope and love. Um, And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about how people can find that podcast a little bit later Uh, and also the video. But I want to talk a little bit about your family. And what I would say is, is a really incredible testimony that you have to share with people today. And I I know it's going to touch somebody out there. Um, So tell me a little bit about your family. Yeah, so um, I live here in California with my husband, Chris, and our two boys. Uh, my husband and I have been married for nine years, so it's still uh, new, but I it's just unbelievable. Honestly, God's grace getting us to nine years. I still can't believe it. Um, but our boys are uh, almost six and almost four. So it's been crazy with all the uh, COVID stuff, trying to do distance learning. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my family. Um, my dad and stepmom also live here in town, which has been so cool to be close to them. I have two younger brothers and uh, my mom has since passed. So it's, um, it's been a really interesting last couple years. I feel like God's just kind of walked our family through a lot. 
And um, I'm just really thankful for, again, hope. And I think that's what really gives us the opportunity to have joy is once we find hope in the middle of those kind of seemingly hopeless situations. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can completely understand that. And so you're celebrating nine, nine years. And I know that he's walked you through a lot. I know, uh, in fact, that he's walked you through three miscarriages um, and also the passing of your mom to suicide. That's a lot because those things happen uh, within three years or kind of three years of each other. And so that is, that's a lot. And I know a lot of, a lot of us sometimes wonder, you know, there's an expression that God will only give you what you can handle. And I know that sometimes it seems like, you know, you're stretching me, God, I, I really can't handle this. Um, that's a lot for you to handle. And it's a lot of grief. So can you tell us a little bit about those times and how you how you came to understand that Jesus was, in fact, walking you through that, that you weren't going to stay in that valley, that you were going to get through it? Yeah, I mean, and the thing with those those things, especially with with my mom, it's it's not something that just kind of started and immediately happened. It was kind of a lifelong battle for her with mental health and um, something that I know I've faced personally. But, you know, kind of all started when I was in high school and really just kind of seeing her uh, mental health kind of come to a, a, you know, breaking point. Um, That's kind of when different, you know, suicide attempts started, um, alcohol addiction and dependency um, and just really major depression. And so as like a young person seeing my mom go through that um, and other things that kind of coincided with that, it was it was hard to see her go through that and, you know, really crying out to God for him to, to save her and to like change her life. Um, my dad had been a Christian my whole life. My mom was not at that point. And so to see like this difference in like how my dad was versus how my mom was and not saying that she wasn't a loving and wonderful mom when she was sober, cause she was like the most sweet and genuine person. I adore her. And um, she was one of my best friends, but when, um, when she was really in her lows and, and really with alcohol, that was really the thing that, um, she was, she was not herself. And so for me, that was a really big part of my life was kind of like trying to support her without being codependent. And then, you know, obviously when I moved away for college and when I got married, I was dealing with my own stuff and I, I couldn't be the support that I thought I had to be for my mom. So that was a big part of my growing up and and young adult years. And then obviously losing her, I was, um, I want to say 27 when that happened. Uh, almost 27. And so it's, it's hard because there's so many things in life now that I wish I could share with her. And um, she did accept Christ in um, that would have been in 2008. But the battle against addiction is really strong. And um, against mental health illness is really strong. And, um, but I do have hope I will see her one day. So that's, that is a big part of the hope component for me in that situation. I've really felt like um, in all the things I've walked through, while grief is, is real and is very intense, I have seen how God has used grief to really shape me into the person that he wants me to be. And I feel like it's given me opportunities to reach women that I normally wouldn't be able to reach. Um, I know for me, a big passage that has gotten me through a lot is Romans 5, 3 through 5. And it's this idea of um, in our suffering, that our suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. And that hope does not disappoint us because it's in uh, the love of Christ. And it's this idea that like our hope isn't dependent on us or our circumstances or our strength or any of those things. It's on God and his love for us. And so for me, that verse initially got me through my miscarriages. And then several years later, when I lost my mom, eventually, um, I had already kind of grown and I'd had experienced that deep suffering with the losses. 
And then, so when it happened again with my mom, um, it was like, I had almost had this, 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 this practice that I'd grown and God had essentially said, if I could get you through that, I'm going to get you through this. So, um, that's just a big, a little part of my story, but I truly wholeheartedly believe that God can get a woman through anything again, not dependent on her or her strength or her, um, support system, but only by him and him alone and his love. So yeah, that's part of my story. Well, I mean, that's beautiful. And so, so difficult. I'm, you know, I, I'm certainly I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Um, and I think that we just don't understand, you know, we, we, we understand and we, you know, we read that, that passage in particular and we get it, but it is hard. We're humans, we're flawed, you know, we're not God. So it is just so hard to understand that, you know, we don't, if you were to say, would you like to go through this? You'd say, no, thank you. <laughs> but we're, when you're in the throes of it, when you're in the middle of it, all we can do is cling to him. Um, so you mentioned the, the mental health um, issues with your mom. And then you also mentioned your own, um, some own men, mental health issues. Um, and was that the bipolar too? Yeah. So, I mean, it's complicated. I mean, that's something that, um, not a lot of people will talk about it, um, Mm -hmm. in Christian circles, especially it's just kind of like kind of hush hush about mental health. And it's just this idea that, you know, just, you know, figure it out and move through it. Um, but for me, it's genetic on both sides of my family. Bipolar is, is very prevalent. And it's something that as, um, a young person, I was like, well, I'm strong. Like I'm, it's not going to happen to me. You know, like I have God, it's not going to happen to me, but it's genetic. And so for me, you know, like my mom, uh, was misdiagnosed with depression. And I I believe if maybe she had been diagnosed with bipolar, she could have been on the right medication. So I know for myself, I guess, just to be honest, I hope it's okay that I share that, but I've been on medication for bipolar for the last uh, year and a half. And it's just given me an opportunity just to get my, uh, my body right so that I can, I can be healthy and be able to wholeheartedly seek God, um, from a place of health. And so, um, it's, I mean, it's complicated, but it's been something that as, you know, as I've really learned about, how I've been wired. I can acknowledge that that's not a mistake. It's yes, it's a consequence of living in a sinful world, having the the things that are going on that God didn't intend for us to walk through. He didn't want us to walk through mental health. He didn't want us to walk through death and sadness and, and grief. He didn't desire for us to, to live in that kind of a life. But I believe that God can even still use those things to give hope to women that are still walking through that. So that's, yeah, that's a big part of my story. It's just finding freedom. Um, part of that's therapy. Part of that is, um, medication. A huge part is a, a supportive community of women that, um, like my accountability uh, women's group at my church that we are just honest with each other and grow together. And, um, I think that is a big, huge thing. Um, obviously in addition to just leaning into God and saying, God, I'm, I'm tired right now, or I'm feeling this right now. Walk with me, give me strength for today. Um, cause sometimes that's all, all we can do sometimes. So yeah, it's a big part of my story. Well, I, I really appreciate uh, that story. And I want to share something with you and well, share something with the world. Um, so my first husband was diagnosed bipolar too. Um, when we married, um, I'm not sure that he knew, but I didn't know. He didn't uh, tell me about that. And I think that he had been misdiagnosed before, but in any way we got married and I knew that he had a lot of fatigue and, and he had mentioned that he thought it was Epstein-Barr syndrome, which is, which is the chronic fatigue syndrome. And I think at one point he was diagnosed with that, but over, 
over time, he was diagnosed with bipolar two and our marriage didn't survive it. So I know that you, and, and I understand that you were the, you know, you were the partner who is dealing with it, who has it. And I was just, I was just a partner who was on the other end, but I appreciate the work that you're doing, um, to, to get healthy, because that's the one thing, you know, he would take meds, but you mentioned a three prong you know, really a three pronged plan. And that's the meds and that's getting healthy and that's having a community. And he didn't have those other two. He, he wouldn't really, you know, um, focus on that, really just focus, focusing on the meds. So I applaud you. I got to tell you, because I, I, you know, you, you celebrated nine years and I, I don't know what those nine years are like. I know that I had 13 years and most of them were, were not very happy. Um, but I know that, um, you know, you're working on it and I just applaud you and I applaud you so much. Um, uh, there's a lot of people out there that I, there's some, there's somebody today at listening. I, I, I know it, um, that either has a partner who's suffering from that right now or who has it. And I love to be able to point to you to say, you know, God's walking through, walking you through this, you know, you are not just stuck in one place. Um, so I do. Can I respond to that real quick? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I just want to say like, I am so thankful for my husband because I mean, we got married at 21 and I, our first year of marriage for me, mental health wise was all over the place. Cause I had no clue what was going on in my heart and my body and obviously other, you know, circumstances going on in life. But he, I truly because he's a, a strong Christian man, I truly believe that that is a big part of why our marriage has lasted. If it had been, if it had just been up to my moods and stuff early on in a marriage, I don't know if we would have made it. And it's, I truly believe it's by the grace of God that, that we have made it to nine years. And because of the love that my husband has, not just for me, but also for God and sticking through and helping me through the seasons when I didn't know what was going on yet. So it's been, it's been really cool. Again, it's been a huge, you know, transition, you know, learning there's certain things like, you know, being on medication, neither of us drink. And so that has been a huge, uh, I think a huge thing. Um, also in making sure that my mental health is, is stable and good, not just for him and our marriage, but for my ministry, for my kids. Um, those are the things that motivate me personally to, to continue, you know, walking forward and making sure that I'm doing that. So I guess if there's someone that's maybe listening that they're walking through mental health stuff, reach out for help, talk to a pastor, talk to your doctor, talk to, you know, find a therapist just to get help. If you're walking through this with someone that you love, maybe someone you're married to reach out for help. It's something that it's not something that we can really walk through alone, but it's something that God will walk with us through. So. No, I, I really, I believe that now. And I think at the time, you know, my, my testimony is, I mean, I've, I've, I've been a believer my entire life, went to Catholic school, the whole deal, but I don't, I, what I was not doing, and I just know this for a fact now, I was not clinging to him. Um, so I applaud you and I applaud your husband. You know, I don't know, I don't know what was supposed to happen, you know, on my end. Um, you know, we, you know, like I said, our marriage didn't survive and God was very, very, um, was so full of mercy and allowed me to find, you know, a very, very godly man who I'm married to now. But, um, but my, my ex-husband was not who actually he's passed on now. Um, my ex-husband was not really, um, focused on God. And I don't think I knew how to at that time. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's the answer for sure. Uh, and I also think that I was allowing myself to be 
drawn into a kind of situational depression um, that's really easy to do. And, and I wasn't even aware that I was, was getting into that when a friend who I hadn't talked to in a long time talked to me again and, and knew something wasn't right and knew that she seemed, she told me, she said, you seem like you're depressed. And I was like, oh, you know what? You're, I probably am, you know, but I didn't know, I think at the time how to ask him for help and how, how to cling, you know, cling to him. So that's why I think your story is so important. And so, um, you've, you've been through a lot and finding, finding God is such a big part of it. And I know that there was probably a time when you began to learn how to trust him maybe more deeply than ever before. And I'm wondering if you can describe that time for us. Sure. I feel like, I mean, it's been a, it's been a process. I mean, college, there's, you know, big seasons of growth for me, um, learning how to, to avoid unhealthy, toxic relationships and learning how to cling to God in the middle of anxiety with schooling. Like that was a big part, um, Philippians for, I think it's like seven through 10 got me through college. Um, and obviously the, you know, beginning a little bit of our, our marriage was, was hard. Um, I think the biggest thing really was our miscarriages though. I mean, it was a, a year, one year where, you know, I was in the middle of grad school. I was, you know, chasing my dream career to become a therapist. That was like my, my goal and, uh, was working in ministry and, you know, everything just kind of seemed to be great. And it was like, all right, kids is like the next step. And, um, we, we got, um, a positive test in, I want to say February of 2013. And then my, my dad and stepmom were going to get married in May. I was in the wedding the week before the wedding, uh, we lost the baby. And, uh, so we weren't very far along, but it was, it was just kind of like it, I didn't think that it could happen to me, um, because I was young, healthy. It just, it didn't really make sense. It was kind of a shock. And then, uh, we got pregnant fairly soon after that. And, uh, again, didn't think that it could happen a second time. I knew the odds were pretty low that it would happen again. And then again, at the eight week mark, we miscarried again. Mm. And, um, that was just for me, you know, the stages of grief, it's, you know, denial, um, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And so, in that second one, I was just kind of, kind of in denial. Like I just didn't, I was like, there's no way that this just happened. Like I had felt pregnant. I, you know, body changes started to happen even sooner than that first pregnancy. And, um, it just didn't feel real. And, um, I was like, you know what? No, the doctor said we can try again. We'll try again. And so we got pregnant again, fairly soon after that. And just found out from my husband's job, we had to relocate so, um, I didn't find a new OB right away. So I was at about the 12 week mark, uh, when I went back to my original OB and he said that you probably lost the baby around seven weeks. And so at that point I'd thought I was in the clear cause I, you know, I was at the 12 week mark about to be into that second trimester. And I just, I just was livid. Like I was just so, um, it was Thanksgiving weekend. I was driving to my parents by myself to, um, my husband was working. And oh, no. so I was driving to my parents, um, my dad and stepmoms. And I just remember at the whole three hour drive, just yelling at God. I don't know, like, God, all I've done in my life is serve you. Like, I don't understand like why you would do this to your servant, the one you love. Like, I just don't get it. And so, um, looking back now though, it's almost as if he was sitting there next to me, just holding my hand and saying, I'm not, 
I'm not going to leave you in this. And, um, that couple days was really, really hard, but it was good to be by my dad who again has, has been like an example of, of God to me in my life, just a loving father. And, um, sorry to cry, but, um, that experience, um, was really, um, very difficult. Mm -hmm. And I did have, um, about, I want to say about a month that I was in a pretty intense depression. It was, I was still in grad school was in between. Um, I ended up switching from my MFT into a, I took a year off cause I just couldn't handle at adding on, you know, it's a top of work handling, um, doing this, this program while I was grieving. Yeah, I mean, I understandable. Told, yeah. So I, I had a couple of months where I, I didn't pick up my Bible. I was like, God, I don't even want to talk to you. I want to look at you. I don't want to think about you. And, um, I did keep going to church. I just cried in the back row. It was a brand new church. I didn't know anybody cause we were still brand new to the area. And I just, I sat in the back and I'm like, I can't even sing these songs, but like, it felt good to hear other people singing and worshiping God, even though I felt like I couldn't. So that was a big thing for me. It was just continuing to be in the presence of God, even if I didn't want to be at that moment. But I had a moment where I was sitting in my apartment my husband was at work and I just felt God say, you need to pick up your Bible and go on a walk. Like, all right, just flipped open to this Romans passage and I read it and it was like suffering to perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope. And I was like, God, I don't believe that right now. I honestly don't believe that you could bring anything good out of this because I don't believe, I don't know if I'll ever have a baby. And in that moment, I was just like, I don't, I don't believe this, but like, I've seen you be good in other seasons in my life. And in that moment, I'm like, God, you've given me hope before. I hope you can do it again. And I had that moment where I was just like, I'm just going to, all I can do is just believe that this, if I believe that your word is true, all of it, I have to believe that this is, this word is true also. And I was just like, okay, I want hope. That's all I want is just hope for tomorrow. And, um, so I just, I would, every day I would wake up. Okay. That's all, that's all I can ask for you. I, I'm not going to be, you know, deep diving into your word every single day. Like I used to, but like just that one verse, I just have to cling to this one verse and eventually got easier for me to read again, um, more consistently. But I did, um, we were able to get pregnant again, um, about half a year later after our third And, um, I just, when we got that positive test, I want to say it was like the 4th of July weekend, I just felt so much peace. And it was something that I had felt anxious every other pregnancy. And then finally I was like, this baby's mine. And like, I know I'm going to keep this one. And, um, Uh, you call, you call your boys uh, miracle boys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they really are. Cause I, I, my doctors, they've done all the tests. They're like, there's no explanation as to why this is happening. And, um, so I, I don't know, we, I'd prayed about adoption. We'd, you know, we'd prayed about a lot of different options, um, which I, I still do believe God has put that on my heart for a reason as well. But I'm thankful. I mean, my kids, honestly, in days that we're having hard times at home with distance learning, I just have to remind them, you know, remind, remind myself, like I pleaded with God for you. I need to like, love you with that love now today, even in the frustration of life. So I think it's, it's helped me a lot to be more patient. Um, not every day, obviously, (laughs) but it's, I feel like that's one of those things that I, I have to remind myself so often that like God got us through so much and I begged God for you. And, um, I mean, they know, you know, at five, I've told my five-year-olds just little bits about how much I, you know, 
prayed for him. And so that's been really special to have that bond with, with both my boys. Wow. And I love that you talked about that peace. You know, I've been in situations where I should have been, as you said, anxious and was not just complete peace over me. And, and I knew instantly in that, in that moment that what I was doing was right and what was happening was right. And it was coming from God. So I can really understand, you know, that feeling that you were feeling. I want to talk about prayer for a minute. Um, so every, every communication we have with God is prayer, I believe, even when you were in your car yelling him. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about how prayer, you know, played a part in all of this. Um, and prayers can be really, really personal. Can you, can you relate to that? Can you share any examples? Yeah. I mean, and I agree with what you're saying. Like, I feel like anytime we talk with God, it's prayer. And, um, I feel like there's been different seasons of life that I've prayed differently. Like, I feel like in college, it was just kind of like, God, I know that you know the plan you have for my life, but I don't, I don't know what that is. Like, can you kind of like walk me through this, you know, help me to like make good decisions with, you know, whether it's going to like a PhD program, a master's program, like whatever, you know, make these big decisions for me, make it very evident. Um, so I feel like that was that kind of prayer in that season. Um, and then, yeah, like I was, you know, pleading with God for my mom and, um, with different friends that maybe they're walking through a health challenge. Um, like, I feel like it's just like, maybe I'm not physically on my knees before God, but it's just like this, like begging God, like, God, would you do a work in, in this situation? And sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes it's no, sometimes it's maybe later. And it's hard when that's the answer, you know, you'd kind of rather God just hear your prayer and like take immediate action. Um, but that's been a big thing for me to learn is that, sometimes prayers go unanswered and it's, it's hard, but knowing that like God still hears us and like grieves with us in the middle of those prayers, even when the answer is no or not yet. So um, yeah, a lot of it's just kind of pleading with God. Um, And I want to say like recently, it's just been like, God, I'm tired, (laughs) you know, help me in my fatigue to like do the things that you're calling me to do, whether it's loving my family, well, doing this ministry um, just like growing in my relationship with you too. Like that's something that I know as, you know, a very active person, you know, leading and and being involved in in leadership capacities. My relationship with God is sometimes like I'm doing things for you, but I'm not spending time in your presence. And so I found for me, a lot of it's talking with God in the car. Um, big thing I found is, is with worship, I like dance and just kind of talking to God in that moment allows me just to have like, I don't know, like a, it's a different kind of experience with him. So yeah, I think prayer can look a a thousand different ways, kind of depending what each person's situation is. But I think it's great because we can connect with God no matter what we're doing, where we are. Um, He just loves us and is with us um, always at all times. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Um, So let's talk about the podcast. Um, Obviously the, the title of it, certainly comes from your experience that you were able to pull that hope out of, out of everything that happened to you. So let's talk about when you started and how did you feel like, how did he tell you to start that podcast? Yeah. So I, I had written a book uh, a couple years ago, right after my second son was born and I had gone to a uh, writer's retreat just to kind of, you know, talk about publishing and all of that. And I had several people say, you need to start a podcast. Like, I feel like that would be really um, a good utilization of your education and your skills and your passions. And, um, then I had like this, that mental health thing kind of happened and I'd been 
praying about launching this podcast. And uh, so I had to essentially took a year off uh, to kind of make sure, hey, where where is where is God wanting this to go rather than where am I wanting this to go? And so um, the Millennial Mama podcast got put away. And um, now Faith, Hope, Love has been something that as I've really focused in on God's word, especially in um, it's 1 Corinthians 13 at the very end, it says, you know, and these things remain faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. It's just really come to, to see for me to see that like everything that we walk through, um, if we are rooted in the understanding that we are deeply loved by God, it's transformational for our lives. And it's really what for, for me has helped me to really walk through, um, those difficult seasons of life. And, you know, there's the, um, the two, you know, the two greatest commandments or the greatest commandment is, you know, love God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. And I really wholeheartedly believe that it's in the love um, of God transforming us that we're able to then love God and love other people. And so that's kind of been like my heartbeat for this podcast is essentially to encourage women that maybe they have never opened a Bible or um, maybe they're kind of wanting to just grow. Maybe they're newer in their faith. They're wanting to grow in their faith, really creating an environment and a community. Um, we just started a Facebook group um, to allow women to really interact and just discuss um we've been doing this season, uh, a series through the life and teachings of Jesus. And so how has, you know, looking at Jesus life, how did he live and what does that mean for us today? So it's, it's, there's a lot of different facets to it, but the, the main idea is really just encouraging women to grow in faith, increase in hope and learn how to better love God and other people. So that's my heartbeat. It's my personal mission statement in life is to do those things. So I know it's not gonna be the same for every single woman, but I, I hope that whatever theme and uh, series we go through that, that, kind of will come out uh, no matter what we do. So yeah, that's, that's the podcast. And I love that you are using this, uh, you know, that's that scripture because most people just think of it as the marriage scripture, but there's so much more if you can go in there and unpack it, then, I mean, it's beautiful to be read at, at a wedding and, and, you know, everyone does it. I probably did it too. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So tell us how we can find it and your website. Sure. Yeah. So my website is um, more, M-O-O-R-E, faithhopelove.com. And I have links on there to all my socials. Um, but the main thing really, I, I do, everything's on podcast for the audio, but my main focus is on is on the video portion of it. So I have um, all of the video is available on Instagram TV at more faith, hope, love. And um, on Facebook, we have it. Um, the video is available there. Um, the main thing really is the um, faith, hope, love women's community. So it's facebook.com groups, um, faith, hope, love community. And so, yeah, that's a place where we just kind of come together to pray for one another, discuss the podcast episodes and, um, just support each other. I have like weekly postings with, um, worship songs and things like that. So it's brand new, but I'm, I'm excited. I feel like women are, um, really interacting and connecting with one another. So that's, that's my heart. I love to see women growing together and encouraging each other. So it's, it's been really cool. Well, thank you so much. And thank you so much for sharing today. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I encourage everyone to go out and to go check out the, the website and, 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 uh, and the podcast and the community group. Um, I think that's very important. I think it's a great place for women who have had some similarities to be able to talk and, as you said, pray for each other and, and we're even worship together. So uh, thanks so much, Melissa. I really, really appreciate you and everything that you're doing. And again, I applaud you and your husband for getting through something that's really, really very difficult. So thank, thank you, you so much. much. Awesome. Thank you for having me on the show.
You've been listening to Positively Joy. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and thank you so much for spending some time with us. Come on over to our website, PositivelyJoy.com. You can listen to past episodes. You can download a free teachable called Five Ways to Choose Joy. See our merchandise, cool t-shirts with our new logo. We've got a lot going on at PositivelyJoy.com. So we hope to see you there. Farewell for now.